0: Welcome to the Ever Black Podcast. On this episode, Ben talks to Dustin Kensrue from Thrice, who will be touring Australia this May in support of their latest album, Palms, which came out last year. It's been a really, really long time since Thrice have uh, been down here in Australia. I think 11 years, I think it's been, which is just way too long, and uh, I saw them once, quite a while ago and it was just mind-blowing they're probably one of the best live bands on the planet so uh if you get your chance go see them on this tour because you just won't regret it i mean especially with uh palms which is uh everybody i know has that album and just uh just loves it so uh yeah just such a great band such a great band all right so catch thrice on thursday the 16th of may in sydney at the metro theater Friday the 17th of May in Adelaide at the Lion Arts Factory. Saturday the 18th of May in Brisbane at the Triffid. Sunday the 19th of May in Melbourne. Uh, that one's sold out, so if you've got tickets to that, uh, good on you. <laughs> um, You'll be very lucky. That's going to be unreal. That's with Spectral Fires. Great band too. And uh, then the tour wraps up on Tuesday the 21st of May in Perth at the Amplify Bar, and that's with statues. Tickets are on sale now through SBM Presents. Go get them. Don't miss out on Thrice or uh, you will regret it because they kick ass. All right. Before we go into Ben's interview with Dustin, we have to mention that this episode is brought to you by Blacklight Art and Design, who are our go-to for all our screen printing needs. They've done all our shirts and hats for Ever Black Media, and they've got such an awesome turnaround. Highly recommend checking those guys out, www.blacklightad.com.au. Also want to give a shout out to our good friends at RW Promotion who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges and all other promo you need for your band or business. Go check them out at www.rwpromotion.com.au. Also want to give a shout out to our good friends at Lumberpunks Axe Throwing Club who now have two venues in Queensland. One in Miami on the Gold Coast and the other in West End in Brisbane. Lumberpunks Axe Throwing Club is the perfect destination for throwing axes with your buddies or date nights or uh, bucksers, birthdays. It's just a good time. So all sessions are 1.5 hours in length and comprise of a safety induction, instruction on tactical tomahawks and hatchets and then competitive play you receive 10% off your session when quoting Everblack in your booking notes. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks to those guys for swinging that our way. No pun intended. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel or iTunes podcast. Search Everblack podcast. Uh, We've got plenty more interviews coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, So stay tuned. All right, here is Ben's interview with Dustin Kendrew from Thrice Horns Up.
1: So let's get straight to it. Australian tour, yeah. It's been nearly eleven years since you guys were out here.
2: Yeah, it's really crazy. I don't, I don't know how that happened. We uh, changed booking agents and some other stuff, and it, it still kept falling through the cracks somehow. So, uh, not for lack of us trying, but uh, I don't know. I don't. I can't give a, a fully uh, uh, satisfactory answer as to why it's been so long.
1: No, that's all right. We're just, we're pleased to have you back. Um, I for one and
2: yeah, we're excited. Really excited.
1: Yeah, there's been four, four albums since you last came out because I believe the last tour was for the Alchemy Index cycle. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm. Our sincere apologies for that. Oh, no, 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 no apologies needed. You take your time, perfect your art, come and give us the best show that you can. It's great. Speaking of touring, um, what are your, what are your best and worst parts about touring? Like what, what do you really enjoy about it? and What do you really find taxing and sort of miss while you're on the road? The things I miss are definitely, you know, family
2: being away that long is, it's pretty rough. Just adds, you know, a lot of tension in a variety of ways to that dynamic. Um, yeah, so that's definitely. always hard. And then you, there's a, Paradox where you have a lot of time to work on things on the road sometimes, but kind of nowhere space-wise to set up to be very productive. So you're always thinking you're going to get a lot done, and then you're trying to work in a really weird, cramped space or uh, in a really loud space. And so
1: I miss having, like, a kind of a dedicated spot to, to be able to work. Yeah, you sort of get distracted and sort of hinders the creative process. Yeah, it's just you're you're spending all the time trying to you know set up, and you're in a small space,
2: either on a, a bus or you know weird, unfamiliar green
1: room with a bunch of people. And yep. yeah, so that's
2: it's never quite as productive
1: as I hope it's going to be. No, no, I can imagine. So, um, ten studio albums in uh, about twenty years. That's that's a solid effort, especially considering the hiatus you guys went through. Um, that's just amazing for a band to pump out not only so many albums, but so many quality albums in that time.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm always kind of impressed when I think about that. Just, I think, I think though the reason the math kind of is able to work out is that we recorded, you know, the album index both both volumes or all four volumes at once. And yep. uh, those came out like within a year of each other. But still, it's pretty uh, pretty steady work. I think, you know, we're always driven by wanting to write new songs and getting excited about that. And then also just uh, you kind of make your money touring these days. So we're always trying to uh, be able to get back out on the road too so we don't
1: starve. <laughs> yeah, keep it fresh too so you're not playing the, the same greatest hits night after night. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a good
2: uh, it's a good fire under your ass all of it
1: put together. So Yeah. And you guys have been together since what, high school? You guys have been playing together.
2: Yeah, I was still in high school and I think I said we were just out, I think. And Riley was a couple of years out,
1: but yeah. That's that's a solid effort. That's, you know, just amazing. It's understandable that you sort of had to go on hiatus and you all do your own separate things um, anyway like um, I think is it Riley or Ed or both of them playing less art
2: yeah they both do less art Um uh, does is kind of leather stuff and mm-hmm. yeah so everybody keeps busy and it's, uh, I think it's healthy to have those other projects going on and uh, it's definitely
1: healthy for us to take a break yeah definitely your solo stuff you know um, you've got a few albums under your belt now, and you tend to travel around America doing solo acoustic shows. Is there any any chance that you might do that over here while you guys are in the country?
2: Uh, I had not thought about that. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, I
2: don't. I don't know. I would have to try to figure that out. But that it could be interesting. I don't know if timing wise it will actually work. But uh, yeah, yep. that's a good thought. I'll, uh, I'll consider
1: <laughs> how that's possible. Yeah, I, I I can name a whole number of people who would just jump on the idea, so you know, something something to think about. But um your reunion, it's been a while now, you've got the two albums and it's been going really well for you guys, it was so well received. Were you expecting that or Uh
2: I mean I think that we've put the time in and the kind of the quality work for long enough that uh I don't know, I think it's fostered that relationship with our fans and so i i I think we definitely knew there would be a lot of people who would be very much still you know on board, but I think uh we were kind of surprised at i don't know if I could pin down all the exact reasons, but it seemed like we got a bit of a a new hearing in different circles and spheres of uh Listening, uh, we've had more radio success than we ever did before, um, some smaller, you know, rock markets, but it's still more than we've ever had. So, mm. yeah, there's been a lot of new people who've heard the stuff, which has been really cool. Um, and yeah, uh, but overall we've been really, really pleased and, uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting. We're excited I and mean, we're, you know, we're, uh, already starting to work on stuff for the next record and, it's weird how time, time very cool speeds up and slows down in really uh, weird ways when you're in a band. I feel like you you have these periods where it seems like it's going super fast and then it will just feel like things are dragging forever. So,
1: Yeah, I can imagine that the touring cycle would start out going super fast for you guys and then sort of once you get towards the end of the cycle you start to drag out. And... I don't think it's the opposite in the
2: sense of like Cause you start writing in that time and then it starts just creeping up on you really quick. It's the, like, I feel like the big waiting time is after you finish a record and you're waiting to go tour, waiting for people to hear that. Um, and it seems like, Oh, it's
1: going to be right around the corner. And then it just feels like it takes forever. Speaking of tours, you just did a tour with, um, bring me the horizon and fever three, three, three throughout the States. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. That's, we hadn't um, done. Speaking uh, of
2: reaching new audience, hadn't yeah. done like a. Oh yeah, because we, we hadn't done a, a really big kind of support slot like that in a long time. Um, did the thing with Rise Against and uh, Deftones, but this was definitely kind of a a bigger thing and, and a, in a in a different audience, uh, a lot less crossover, I think. Uh, so it was yeah. definitely playing for a lot of new people and. It's a challenge. It's such a it's a very different experience on stage, um, but uh, yeah, it just kind of reminds you of your roots of just playing to a bunch of people who don't know you or barely know you, and you're trying to win them over and put on a good rock show.
1: Yeah, that that would have been great to get back to, I can imagine. Yeah, it was cool. And you've got such a huge roster, like speaking of 10 albums, you've changed so much over that time. So, you know, you can do all these different tours and sort of change up your set list to, to suit, I guess, or you can, you know, go out and play what you think is true to thrice and show show them what you're made of, or you can cater for the type of show you're playing because you've, your, you've got your aggressive music, you've got your softer music, you've got your in-between, just like you were saying before, the radio play with the rock music. and
2: Yeah, um, it's hard, too. We have so much material now, it gets really hard to mix that list. But, um yeah, I'd, I'd be totally into trying to do something more on the lighter end of stuff and uh, tailoring it uh, towards something like that. But I feel like it's a hard sell for bands that are not as heavy as you to tell them you're going to go open for them and
1: uh, not
2: have it feel like it's just going to be blasting them out.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Speaking of making set lists, you're um letting us choose the set list in Australia, and I love that idea.
2: Yeah, well, I was actually just working
1: on it right now, trying to
2: compile the lists and make something that's going to work for everybody. Basically, what we do is take, like, those shows and look at them all together and take the, you know... Top songs out of there and build, build something out of it. So it's not like city specific, but it's uh,
1: kind of regional tour specific. No, that's cool. It's a great idea. And I guess it sort of would take a bit of the pressure off of you guys as well, because it shows you in that setting what people want to hear and what you can lean towards, I guess. It's, I mean, it's helpful because
2: it, it, otherwise you're kind of just guessing. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. yep. uh, it's really, it's really helpful to see the actual feedback and be like, Oh yeah, yeah, cool. Like, uh, wouldn't have pass- tough
1: that song but great to know like we'll we'll play that are you finding a few surprises in what people want to hear or it's pretty standard fare let's see well for the new record uh, I think Beyond the
2: Pines was the highest hit on there which was cool Uh, yeah we all really love that song and seems like people have been responding to it overall but it's you know one of the more mellow songs on the record so that's it's called
1: it's a beautiful song. Um, yeah, yeah thanks, so. man. Yeah. I really hope you play it too. By the way, that's just—I'm dying to hear that yeah. live. Just the yeah, I'm sure the I'm whole sure, contrast yeah. of that to you know everything else. I, I think um, Palms is a bit a bit harder than To Be Everywhere, and ending with Beyond the Pines is just a real nice contrast to the rest of the album and really shows that soft side of you guys and how you can write pretty much anything you want, really. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. That's all right. Yeah, we might leave it there, because I'm sure you've got a lot more interviews to do. So
2: Yeah, but been... this other one's popping in right now,
1: so uh, yep. I'll try to grab it and not lose this one. But thank you so much, man. That's all right. It's been an absolute pleasure. I uh, can't wait to see you when you get down here. All right. Cheers.
0: Planning on traveling this summer?